Hey everyone, just want to give you a quick heads up before the episode that this episode of BoJack Horseman and consequently our podcast will be discussing pregnancy loss today. Pregnancy loss is a very common thing affecting 10 to 15 percent of pregnancies, but we know it's also a really touchy topic to hear about. So if that is not something that you can hold space for today, we recommend you skip this week and come back next week. There are resources available to you if you have dealt with pregnancy loss. There's the Share Pregnancy and infant loss support group as well as the march of dimes are two pretty big foundations if you need help get help but now we'll get to the episode and welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season four, episode nine of BoJack Horseman, Ruthie. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Kirsten, I have met you now. We are I people who know, know each other. And we had discussed our heights previous yes, yes but I was still expecting you to be taller than me and you're so cute and tiny oh my god I'm like half an inch smaller than you're, you <laughs> no but just like you're also like in just stature like you're like small <laughs> like you're just tiny and adorable and I send a picture of us to Chappelle and I was like look how tiny and cute she is it's because I give off an insecure slouchy energy that makes me look petite <laughs> see I do that on purpose because I want people to think I'm petite but then mm. it doesn't work when I'm with someone who was genuinely petite. <laughs> yeah, no. I also yeah looked like a homeless person. I oh was in God. like leggings and a hoodie and a jacket and a toque, just like really vibing. And you were like in a nice little pea coat, with little pea coat. Yeah, that pea coat your energy. Ba- your backpack, really so cute. <laughs> I f- I feel like we we have a guest with us. We have to bring them in. Like it's not okay to just like tell talk our hilarious our, stories, our personal lives without them. <laughs> So you may know him from Post Show Recaps, where he podcasts with friend of the pod, Grace Leader, and from Twitter, where he is that other Ariel. Ariel's here. Hello. Greetings from hundreds of years in the future. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy you're here. Take your quiet pills so we can tell our story now. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy when that happened. Sorry. Like, yes, just... feed him. <laughs> oh, yeah, just you know what? That's definitely how children will be treated. <laughs> definitely, yes. <laughs> but so I feel like this is great. We have a captive audience, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. So Lindsay and I met this weekend. We went to the Granville Public Market in Vancouver. Okay. And we got mugged by a seagull. Legitimately. Like oh legitimately God. mugged. Did he have a weapon? No, he had a well, big ass beak. Claw, I guess claws are kind of a weapon. So we got, we went and we got pastries. So we both got croissants. Lindsay got an almond croissant, and she ordered it. She was like, "I like an almond croissant." croissant. <laughs> it was really good. So the, that order is so relatable to me personally. <laughs> so good. And so we're walking with our croissants. We go to sit out on the dock to enjoy them, and then a seagull comes down. We're like, "The seagull doesn't have enough fear of humans." The seagull is like then... the size of a penguin. Let's be clear about this. This okay. thing is enormous and shrieking loudly. We don't need to. Ex- ex- <laughs> it was a big seagull, but it was not the size of a penguin. It was enormous, and it starts making like it's going like, ah, 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 and it starts just doing that to like 
bring in more sales. I was going to say, like, it's clearly calling for help. Like, like we it got was clearly, an, yeah. it was an alarm. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we got to go. We, we got to find somewhere else to eat our pastries. So we're walking away. I've got my pastry, like, tucked into hold my them arm close. like a hold psychopath. Hold them so close, yeah. Lindsay's living like a human with her pastry out in her hand. And then all of a sudden, I feel something on my head. And it's the seagull. And it swoops Stop. onto my head grabs the croissant out of Lindsay's hand, including the bag, and just flies away. (laughs) And it's surrounded by like 10 other seagulls, all shrieking. That seagull. Oh my God. I would have, not that I would ever have problems believing this story, but I was just in Vancouver in Mm -hmm. September for the first time in my life. And I was sitting by the water it was mm-hmm. like on this I I couldn't I can't remember the name of the island, but like right near downtown area. And like the seagull like it was comes probably Granville. I was probably. maybe. There's like a little market. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's literally that's Oh my where god, we that's were. hilarious. Okay. Then you'll you'll recognize this, be- this behavior. Because I'm eating like something boring. And I'm like eating it by the water, I'm looking, and the seagull comes over to me and I was like, Oh, he's getting very close. And then I kinda you know, <laughs> you, you do that thing where you kinda swat at it with your feet uh-huh. or your legs and mm-hmm. it didn't even flinch. And I was like, Huh. This 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 guy's brave, you know. I'm from I'm I'm used to pigeons in New York, like you know, like I get it when they when they just aren't afraid of people. But I sensed like a wild energy coming from this bird. Mm-hmm. Very aggressive energy, and this aggressive. was like was like a precision strike. Like it could not have happened any faster or more effectively. Where it was just one second it was in my hand, the next second it was not, and there were seagulls just going to town. Lindsay, it's a wonder Kirsten didn't lose a chunk of hair. I'm so sorry that happened. I had a hat on. Thank God I had a hat on, or I would have lost some hair. I think because it like literally just <laughs> on the way down, like got my hat, and I was like. Thank God my croissant was held tight to my body, you know? Uh, I was like, th- this is the benefit to acting like a gremlin, is that <laughs> you don't get mugged by the seagulls. You just get roughed up a bit. Just make sure but- not to get wet. <laughs> yes. One of my favorite parts of that story was that, so we're like losing it because this was such a hilarious and horrifying thing to happen. And then this man turns to us and goes, that just happened to me like two minutes ago. <laughs> oh no, he's like, they took part of my lunch. They're on, a, then, they're on one. These seagulls were on, on one. They are on one. Oh, okay. my God. My favorite, though, is that Lindsay then, after the fact, went and looked up reviews yes, of the public about market seagulls. we were at. Specifically and about the market. this hilarious review that I would like to read. So it's on TripAdvisor from November of 2011. They gave three out of five stars. Uh-oh. And the title is, I was mugged by a gang of seagulls. <laughs> Problem for 10 years. (laughs) When you go to Granville Island, please make sure you'll eat indoors. For I had to eat my lunch outdoors due to a lack of tables and chairs inside the market. And when I came outdoors, a gang of seagulls attacked me and stole part of my lunch. It was awful. They were very aggressive. And there is nobody to help you. (laughs) Nobody to help you. Where are the authorities? Who can I complain to about this? Three oh, stars. Uh, but hey, still three stars. Uh-huh. Even with That's that horrifying three stars experience. is very high for like a potentially like tragedy. You were a victim of crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Someone stole something from me. Yes. <laughs> Under Lindsay, $5. Did you though. get to take like a bite out of it at least? Had you I had taken you a couple getting... bites. Okay. okay. So, so here's the thing. I'd taken a couple bites out of it and was legitimately thinking like, hmm, this croissant is like a little disappointing. <gasps> and then so I took this as a sign from the heavens that I should go and buy a donut instead. So that's what did I did. Did you a favor? <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah, listen, we got we listen got to the universe. Donut. When it sends you a message, you listen. <laughs> In the form of an it's, aggressive seagull. <laughs> listen, getting mugged is stressful and stressed is just desserts backwards, baby. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you know, Kirsten came up with that. <laughs> oh my god. No, I saw at multiple places in Vancouver had little signs that said stressed is just dessert backwards. <laughs> like there are at least three signs in the Granville Market that say that and all of them clearly think they're the first ones to have seen that. Was there like a yeah, picture and... of a seagull on the sign? Like... There should be. There are signs everywhere that are like watch out for the seagulls, which yeah, I did not realize was they're such like, a don't... truthful warning. They're like, don't feed the seagulls. Yeah. Which, like, you don't need to feed the seagulls. They're well fed. They're, they are making a whole living. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, and it, it clearly, like, it, it's an incremental thing, right? Where they're like, oh, what can we get away with? Now they're just used to, like, this crazy mm-hmm. behavior because no one's, like, shooting them. And I'm not saying I want them being shot. I'm just saying, like. <laughs> it's such an American thing to say. Like, oh, no one's shooting these birds. Listen, I've never handled a gun. It's just, it's surprising. But you're right. It is a very American thing. <laughs> When I was reading those TripAdvisor reviews, there was like a CBC article too that was like someone apparently was bringing in like their pet falcon. And if you like bring in these falcons, it makes the seagulls leave as like a prey response. (laughs) They're like, even though my bird would never attack anything, it's just it being there scares away the seagulls. I'm sorry. I'm way more scared of a human with a pet falcon than I am of any other bird. I mean, yeah. That's psychotic behavior. This is like a sanctioned thing. They were like, we're bringing in the raptor birds. This reminds me. I was I was at the beach one time and the seagulls wouldn't like leave the stuff alone like you know they get very aggressive obviously mm-hmm. clearly uh, yeah, you have personal experience <laughs> and I I like Google I'm like what like scary is there anything that I can do like just short term to prevent this from happening on this particular day and it was like all these YouTube videos of that of like birds of prey like yeah. making like really crazy noises listen let me tell you these birds were like, where's that coming from? Like they clearly like recognized the sound, but it was like that out of body experience. Like they kept looking around and eventually if I chased them away and with the sound, they, they ran away. So I was that weirdo. That gesture was pretty okay. good. That, I oh, would also you. run from you if you chose to do that at the beach. That's like, there's all kinds of, like I have, I live in a ground floor apartment. So often like stray cats will come into my garden, which like mm. I welcome, I'm happy to have them. But my cats inside the apartment don't like having these cats just like one pane of glass away from them so like they fight like through the windows and then my cats fight each other because I can't get to the cats outside so last year I was like I was like what can I do to get rid of these cats and it was like you could purchase coyote urine and pour it in your (laughs) garden because the scent will scare away small animals and I was like no and then I was like you could get spikes so that if the cat walks in it I was like oh my god well, I'm not getting spikes that's worse coyote urine I'd rather better than I'd rather spikes. order the black market urine <laughs> <laughs> but then I think I'm pretty sure Brian Scally who's also friend of the pod I think he had mentioned knowing people who have done that before and he said it smells like really bad mm-hmm. I know like, people who have really done that really bad to keep raccoons away well, yeah Toronto. you're on the farm Ooh. no not even on the farm in Toronto to keep raccoons out of your garbage I saw a TikTok yesterday of a woman giving like five raccoons just marshmallows out of a bowl in her home. She opened the front door. The raccoons are right there. She had a Tupperware full of marshmallows and they were like, yeah, we're taking the marshmallows. All of them went into her house to eat the marshmallow. And I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) Raccoons are scary. They have like human hands. (laughs) Exactly. It's very unsettling. (laughs) Also, sometimes raccoons come in my patio and that really causes a stir. Mm -hmm. Not good. But 
We've now spent 12 minutes talking about our personal lives. I think we should probably talk about BoJack Horseman, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's not why we're here. That <laughs> it's is... going to get really dark here shortly. Yeah, we is. had to start off it, late. We, we have to find laughter where we can. So, mm-hmm. Ariel, you requested this episode specifically. <laughs> so I would love to know a little bit of your history with BoJack and also... What is wrong with you? Okay, we don't have time for that. (laughs) Did she mention Grey's Anatomy? (laughs) That's the only reason I wanted to come on this pod. We always have time for my Grey's Anatomy binge. Well, BoJack is a show that means a lot to me. It's like one of those things like I've seen, I've seen, each before I watched a new season I always went back and watched everything that had come before so I was always like pre-binging and and, like especially like the first half of the show like I was watching it like at like a hard time in my life and I was going through things and like this as horrible as it might sound like made me feel more normal like as you guys you both know so well like this deals with like some really it's very silly and very funny but also deals with like some very true deep issues and it was just nice to see being represented on TV and like being made to feel a certain way. Like I love when art makes me feel things, even if it's something super intense, even if it's sadness, unfortunately, it's just like, it's nice. It's not like the, the feeling is good to feel, but like to be made to feel so much from something, I think is something is an experience that I enjoy this episode specifically. I love the idea of this, like what is in my mind, essentially like a time travel story almost, even though in the end, you know, spoiler alert, turns out to be fake like there's something beautiful like I believe that it's real like as dumb as that sounds like in my mind like it's headcanon in my personal headcanon that like this actually happens eventually and there's something like really beautiful about her using her like descendant later on in her life as like a way to help herself yeah I know I like that and I think like especially too it's something that Bojack has done really well up to this point is when it does show depression it's sh- it shows depression as it is, where it's not just like, oh, I'm crying or exhibiting outward like sadness all of the time. And like, I know for me personally, if I'm at my worst point, I'm probably feeling pretty numb. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, if you are seeing something that you can relate to and actually feeling something, that's a lot better than feeling nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's what I, I love that point. Um, that, that makes so much sense. But I will be choosing to perceive that Ruthie is real. Um, <laughs> no pressure. I, no pressure to, I, to feel the same way. <laughs> I will. I will not be accepting the last like thirty seconds of this episode, <laughs> just for my personal well-being. Uh-huh. But, but you know what? It's it, we'll all survive. We'll get through this together, as we have many difficult episodes before, <laughs> time um, and time again. <laughs> and like on okay, and honestly, overall. Is this a horribly sad episode? Yes. Is it the saddest episode we've had to watch? No, it's Mm -mm, not. uh, Unfortunately not, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) So. But I think, like, we've talked a lot about loving Princess Carolyn, and I really love that she gets her whole episode here. It's, like, just focused on her, and she gets so fleshed out as a character in such a wonderful way in this episode. It's, like, really sad obviously and really difficult but i think it does a lot for building out her character in a way that's really excellent i just love her so much mm-hmm. she's great and she she there's something that happens at the end that will i mean we'll go through the episode but like to your point Lindsay, about her arc and like we get so much information and there are so many things that are built on from other not just her previous storyline but like her previous like standalone episodes and i love like mm-hmm. this show does that so well hell yeah 
So uh, the episode starts, and did it say an actual year on the screen? You know I can't read. Uh, I can't remember. I think just like in the future. Sometime. I think, yeah, you just hear like the futuristic music, like it's fake Jetsons, and you see TeachBot. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we are in the in the future. Teachers have been replaced by robots. And Ruthie, a little pink cat, is presenting on one of her ancestors, her great-great-great-grandmother named Princess Carolyn. So we, f- we find, I don't know if we knew this information before, because again, I'm stupid, but Princess <laughs> Carolyn was the runt of a litter of 12. Yeah, yeah, lots of siblings. And that made her tough. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. That's a lot of, you got to fight for food or else you may not get any. I mean, out of my cats, my cats came from a litter of seven, and Steffi is the runt of that litter. She's and let me runt. tell you, she's scrappy as hell. She's very aggressive. Yeah, she's se- <laughs> Lindsay. She's seven pounds. She's so little. She's always murdering for a tiny seven-pound cat. Yeah, like Vetus is seventeen pounds, and he can't even kill a mouse. But Steffi is the runt, and, and she Vetus is afraid of her, right? Vetus, I love her. She Vetus has a huge bite mark on his stomach right now that i'm monitoring to see if i have to take him to the vet because she like like gored him was it definitely her you know it was her well there's no <laughs> there's an, i mean it wasn't me oh, so oh, i don't know two. sorry sorry i thought i thought been. maybe there were three <laughs> okay well yes i believe you that it was you. <laughs> yeah it had to be her unless like i guess unless he's self-harming which yeah. has oh, been an issue in the past that. yeah right, he would, but he doesn't something. like bite himself he'll just like over groom a spot until mm. it becomes a problem mm. and he hasn't done that in quite some time so i'm pretty sure she like really got him but then i keep finding little cuts like on her head so i think mm. he gave like as good as he got <laughs> but yeah it's it's rough over here there to you get they get knocked down and they get back up again just like <laughs> princess carolyn exactly they're both tough they have they have to toughen um, each other up Mm-hmm. Iron sharp. I'm sorry, I was just about to say, but I didn't want to. <laughs> Kirsten went for it. I we might share a brain, so that's <laughs> that's a struggle. The only other thing that we really learned from the like preamble to this is that clocks are no longer a thing. <laughs> they do not tell time with clocks, with minutes, with hours. They use the bean system. The bean, the bean system, system is the way. Is the way. <laughs> <laughs> was so ready (laughs) Uh, and i just think that that's such a funny detail to have in the episode because it keeps coming back and it's just like it's so funny it's like it's so dumb your presentation has been seven beans beans. (laughs) now do we know the the conversion from minutes to beans well i did clock that i mean the short answer is no but Ah, we have context clues we have we have context clues that (laughs) at the let's see there were eight minutes remaining which means there were like 18 no maybe like 16 minutes into the episode and she was like your presentation was supposed to be six beans and you have been speaking for eight beans so whatever (laughs) 16 ish minutes into eight, i guess it's two minutes i don't know anyway so it's about two minutes for a bean then i don't know Okay. Yeah. What do you think is bigger than bean? Like, how do you get from like the minute version to the hours? It just all beans all the time. It's all beans all uh, the time. The bean system oh. is the way. That's all I know. <laughs> That's all. Well, I guess if I, I guess if it's two minutes to a bean, then it would basically be twelve, like the twelve like hour increments in a day. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Or maybe so they have maybe like different that kinds, makes it like like. 100 beans are like lima bean or something like that like it's all yeah like what's a kidney bean right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and 
I don't know. But, okay, so Ruthie's telling us about a day in 2017 where Princess Carolyn had a tough day, is how it's basically described. It's overcoming yeah. adversity on one particular day in 2017. Yeah, yeah right before uh, she's like, it, she was wrong. It was going to be a terrible day. I did just love, like, to clock the little things where like she's wearing princess carolyn's pendant and she also does the and this is something that i do in my regular life where i say Ugh, like princess carolyn does <laughs> and she did that and i was like yes you're related very much like very obviously related to princess carolyn so at this point in time pc is living with ralph and she is pregnant ralph's big stress is that stilton cards needs to come up with their own holiday if they're ever going to compete with the other big greeting card companies yes he wants to be um, like the next joey k easter the guy who invented arbor day <laughs> That was a good one. I mean, I think it's actually really so easy to actually invent a holiday. Like they, like there's holidays every day. Mm-hmm. Here, let's see what today yes, is. I, I... So November fourteenth is it's National Pickle Day today? in the United States. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if Akiva's listening, he just started salivating. Happy <laughs> oh. um, Pickle Day to those who observe. <laughs> It's also World Diabetes Day. Well, that feels okay. more important. Right. So, yeah, that's Sorry, a real Pickle one. Day. <laughs> Sorry, Pickle Day. So, you know what? Shout out to everyone who's doing great work in the, the field of diabetes, mm-hmm. a.k.a. our friend our Grace friend Lee Grace. Grace. That's right. Today is Father's Day, but only in Estonia, Finland, and Norway. Sure. Okay. Scandinavia. So, uh, good to know. And then National Day of Mourning in Germany. Yikes. <laughs> so... Big day. Normally, big day for some people. (laughs) Normally, you pull it up and it's like today is a cobbler day and a Nike Air day. Yeah, it's Um, National Pickle Day and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I've went to a more fun website. So we've talked about the serious stuff, but it's also National Spicy Guacamole Day, Operating Room Nurse Day. That's another important one. Loosen Up, Lighten Up Day. Hate that. Is that like smile <laughs> day? Yeah, like it's toxic yeah. positivity, toxic positivity day. day. <laughs> it's a split pea soup week. <laughs> is this and is this... fraud awareness week? Wow, wow, this is a so, big week. Yeah, there's a, a lot going week. on. We could make so and... many greeting cards. <laughs> okay, this is gonna come out on November twenty third, right? Yeah, my birthday week. Oh. So the day that you are listening to this podcast, if you're listening the day it comes out, it is Eat a Cranberry Day, <laughs> Fibonacci Day. What do you do on Fibonacci Day? Just you observe can. it. Uh, you say the sequence for as many times you as you can. You try numbers. to make your life fit the golden ratio. Ah. <laughs> it's National Cashew Day and National Espresso Day. Wow. Right. So, very food heavy and it's uh ha- they're always always food heavy and then american thanksgiving a couple of days later yeah and my birthday on american thanksgiving oh my this God. year so much to be wow. thankful for this year and so many so countries. much to be thankful for so send kirsten a nice tweet <laughs> the day that you're listening to this yeah that's right okay so he stilton suggest not stilton ralph stilton for stilton cards suggests national friend of a friend day and princess carolyn wants one sip of his coffee she can have one sip she says today's gonna be a good day breaks her necklace spills hot coffee on herself and we get from ruthie she was wrong today was going to suck yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. appreciate the heads up ruthie 
Yeah, we got this good thing from Ruthie where she's like, she calls Bojack Horseman her former client slash lover. This is going to be like an ongoing thing where the teach bot is like, Ruthie, that is inappropriate. See, and I thought that we had come to the conclusion that you have to warn someone before you say lover. Was that not on this podcast? That (laughs) was on this podcast, right? Where we established that? Yeah. Where we established it should just never be said, I think. Not even the warning. Just don't say it ever. Just. I mean, I think with a warning, it's okay, but we didn't get it, so I guess neither do the listeners of BoJack Horse Pod. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get BoJack answers the phone and says, go for BoJack, or is Bo for GoJack better? <laughs> so what do we think about this? I was trying to like rapidly in my head be like, how can I apply this to myself quickly <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, and I just couldn't get there. Low for Ginzy. Low for Ginzy. <laughs> <laughs> does not work it might work better with your last name you could say whoa Whoa for for gilson Gilson. (laughs) yeah yeah i think that works yeah i think i think diane speaks for all of us and she's like yeah yeah that joke doesn't work as well as you think it does you know something along those lines yeah yeah it's not the best Mm -hmm. like i don't want people to think i'm trying too hard sorry who is this (laughs) (laughs) he is the best and the worst he's I just, I, normally in your head, you would be like, oh, I don't want people to think I'm trying too hard. But he just says it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's fine. So Princess Caroline is calling him because even though she is no longer his agent and is not his manager, she's still getting tons of calls uh, offering him work and she feels like she needs to let him know. He says he will not do another reality show because it was humiliating due to the fact that Craft Services only had Kirkland brand snacks. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good joke. <laughs> What's what's wrong with Kirkland brand? Nothing, literally nothing. It's nothing, but it's just like that. Like you know, if you're a star, you're like, oh, that's all like generic stuff. I want like the brand name stuff. It's like whatever. Yeah, it it all comes from the Kirkland. same seven places. <laughs> yes. To me, Kirkland is the name brand. <laughs> yeah. Are we? Is this, is this podcast sponsored by Kirkland? <laughs> I wish. Oh my God, Costco, call us, Kirkland, please. If you're listening, Kirkland, Kirkland quality. <laughs> In honor of Kirsten's birthday, it'd be great. I will drink Kirkland vodka for my birthday, Costco, if you simply send me a bottle. Hashtag Kirsten for Kirkland. She will do it oh, the pod. Yes, Kirsten. The whole bottle. Yes, the whole bottle. Kirsten for Kirkland. Great hashtag, great hashtag. Works both ways, actually. Uh-huh. Kirkland for Kirsten. It's, all, it's perfect. But yeah, anyways. Costco, call me. <laughs> I bought, okay, wait, I bought pistachios not at Costco recently. It's like $12 for a bag of pistachios. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Bet you were, yeah. you were regretting the not Kirkland then. Well, I mean, if I were to go to Costco, I'd have to like rent a car and like drive <laughs> for a while and then also please, buy a Costco membership. Stop, so stop, yeah. Yeah, I just I just wait until my sister goes on a run and then tell her what I need and then she bring gets it for me. So. It's a very reasonably priced and high quality right. pistachios. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're good there, and you can get the ones that are like already de-shelled mm-hmm. or whatever. Shelled. I can't I can't have de-shelled pistachios. I don't have any self control. Like they'd be true, gone. Just like eating so it by the handful. Fast. You need that like built-in mechanism like, to slow you down. I need to I need to have to work for it, or uh-huh. else they'd just be gone. Yes. I respect that. But anyways, so the reason Diana Bojack are in this episode at all is because they are going to go get all of the birth certificates from the L.A. courthouse and look at every single one until they find Hollyhocks, and then they'll see who's written down as the mother. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Diane's like, they're not just going to do that for you. And he's like, I'm famous. Like, obviously, I, they're going to let me do this. And Diane's like, okay, but wait, like, why'd you bring me along? You told me this was a feminism-related emergency. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
he got her. She's um, like, oh, I got but, your number. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I just, a brief correction. He doesn't say, Diane, I am famous. He says, Diane, I am a famous. I am a famous. They will give me the birth certificate. Yes. I also Which is like- way funnier than just saying, I am famous. Yes, agreed. I did like also from the teach bot where she's like, Ruthie, who are all these other characters? <laughs> they fill out. They help the build the world. <laughs> It's like such so a meta, such a great like meta like TV moment. Yes, it's very funny. Lindsay's really good at the teach bot impression. <laughs> it's kind of scaring me. I really leaned into my robot voice. <laughs> like it's it's good. Like, are you secretly a robot, Lindsay? I'm pretty good at the Google voice. I have to say it not too loudly, or else she'll react. <laughs> She's always listening. <laughs> She's always listening. But yeah. mine likes to talk to me when I'm not talking to her. <laughs> she <laughs> sounds rude. <laughs> Like all of us, all of a sudden, she'll just start spewing out like this is this thing, blah blah blah, and I'm like, and who asked? Nobody. In five kilometers, turn right. (laughs) That is pretty good. Damn, Lindsay. Lindsay, are you really a car? (laughs) I'm the. I do the voice. (laughs) You could have a future in voice acting, Lindsay. Only as robots. (laughs) I mean. I bet you could. Have you ever heard like what the Barbie voice sounds like in like oh, no. the video games? I think you could do the Barbie voice too if I you don't know the listened. Voice. I think if you listened to a sample of it, you could do it. Yeah, I have to practice a little bit. That's your homework for this okay. week. I know you have actual homework and like so much of a it. job, but I would really like if you would just like listen to a couple of clips of Barbie. Spend um, just like four to five hours practicing the voice. <laughs> I don't think great. you need. I don't think you need that long. I think okay. you could get it down in fifteen minutes. Wow, all right. So definitely do the robot thing. I mean, if if they're gonna take all of our jobs eventually, you might as well like get some on them. Mm. You know. Well, Lindsay's can. trying to take our jobs. I'm just practicing the voice so that I'll blend in when they take over. Yeah, that's right. You could be the exception. You're gonna save us all. Something like that. <laughs> she, she do have main character energy. She really do. I like your edit. Uh, I like the edit that Lindsay's getting. She's getting a winner today. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Strong winners. I mean, it might be a little OTTP. Mm-hmm. She's going to be the first one to go after the merge. <laughs> her story's too good. We can't let her win. <laughs> I never would. Anyways, so also, he, he, Bojack made Diane take a vacation day from work. Yeah. For this feminism related <laughs> so emergency. I hated him. I didn't want to laugh, but it's so good. I mean, it would work. Right? <laughs> Turns out he just wanted company, and Hollyhock was, quote, too busy counting her teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. Like, yeah, this is this is not good. So we go back to Princess Carolyn and Judah, and they are going to see Rutabaga Rabidowitz because they are trying to get Courtney Portnoy a role in Corpse Me If You Can Can, the Cannes France set story of a can-can dancer who contracts cancer but continues to can-can as a canny cadaver who plays the accordion with Kevin Corgan, Kevin Klein, Chris Klein, Chris Pine, and Chris Kattan. I can't believe you got through that. <laughs> And then I love that she says at the very end, she's like, ugh, gecko. Like to Vanessa Gecko. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's such a great period at the end of that ridiculous sentence. Just, ugh, gecko. <laughs> yeah. And Vanessa Gecko is very rude to Princess Carolyn. And she comes back with the perfect response. You look tired, Veronica. <laughs> yes. I loved it so much. So good. But I loved Judah just going, amazing burn, Princess Carolyn. <laughs> such a great, such the- a great wingman. 
<laughs> oh, he's perfect. And then in the voiceover, too, Ruthie's being like, yeah, and like, Vanessa Gecko really had inspired Princess Carolyn to try to have it all, and she wanted to thank her, but instead she said, you look tired, Veronica. <laughs> so I love this. Like, yeah, she took the low road, and it was awesome. As a Big Brother fan, historically, contestants with names that start with V don't get called by their actual name <laughs> by the fan base. So mm-hmm. I do love that. Like, on Big Brother 16, Victoria literally made it to final three, and the fan base calls her Veronica. And then Stop. when... Veronica got on Big Brother Canada 6, the fan base started calling her Victoria. Very tough. Okay, so that movie was not real. It was a ploy. (laughs) It was a ploy to get Princess Carolyn over there to fire her. And I, yeah. It's bad, too, because they're like, you're fired. And she's like, no, give me another chance. Like, I can get you the lead in that Can-Can movie. I love that. When Courtney says... Oh, that's that was like a thing we made up. That sounds ludicrous. And she's like, well, you did play the short-sighted seamstress in the storm on Northern Fortress. <laughs> she gets just another quick one in there. The <laughs> one final one. Yeah. So good. Yeah. She just had to get that last one in there. <laughs> but this is also where they have like the Chris... Catan joke in there and then at one point Princess Carolyn's like just when people were ready to settle for Catan <laughs> <laughs> yeah he ruined his chances at a comeback yeah which is you know I love a Settlers of Catan joke <laughs> there you go. that's exactly what that was <laughs> works every time <laughs> this is okay so she gets fired and Judah comes out and goes sorry you got fired here's a latte it's decaf mm-hmm He's like, oh, and I also noticed your necklace was broken, so I pushed back your doctor's appointment, and I found a good jeweler nearby. Like, honestly, Judah is just just a saint. Judah is way too good of an assistant. Like, I am technically an assistant, and I could never live up to Judah. <laughs> like, never. I was an assistant for three years, three, whatever, three and a half years. Who cares who's counting? But, like, <laughs> I wish that I had been as good as Judah. Like, I think <laughs> no at, one is as good at as my best, I was, like... <laughs> high 60% maybe yeah on my best day maybe but not like consistently right 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 yeah no it's no one could no no also we we forgot to talk about Ruthie who's voiced by Kristen Bell yeah right I was just wondering I was thinking we had to discuss that at some point the voice of Gossip Girl herself XOXO (laughs) (laughs) Ruthie Ruthie. (laughs) she was Gossip Girl all along from the future Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So she voices the the voice of Gossip Girl. She also, I think most, is she most famous for being in Frozen? Maybe. People should know her from Veronica Mars. And The Good Place. Yes. And The Good Place. place Oh, I guess she's probably most famous for The Good Place. Yeah. She. And the Veronica Mars movie. (laughs) Yeah. Duh. Well, they had to do a movie because the show ended when when it wasn't supposed to end. Right, and they had to show us how Logan had grown up. Hey, are you about to talk shit about Logan (laughs) to me? Because I won't stand for it. (laughs) I I meant what I said. They needed to show me how Logan had grown up. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Perfect. I was like, wow, I don't even care what this movie's about. (laughs) If, listen, in the world of Veronica Mars, if Logan is there, 
I'm happy about it, okay? <laughs> Lindsay, have you watched Veronica Mars? No, I haven't watched Veronica Mars. I think you'd really like it. I, know, I so... think you'd really like it. Yeah, so I have a friend who is obsessed with Veronica Mars and regularly is like, you would love this show. Like, you simply have to watch it. Like, so I really at think least the first two seasons you would like. Yeah, right. Lindsay, you're like, you've said. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it wasn't me. No, 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 to her friend, her friend, to Lindsay's friend. Yeah, you've mentioned it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait you could just say if it's me it's not me and it's not Lindsay. i don't know who else it could be. <laughs> there's no one else in my life so okay princess carolyn is dealing with this very bad day mm-hmm. and she says every time we fall we get up better than ever can i get a hallelujah mm-hmm. and you're just like is that a pressed juice yeah, i'll have one on your <laughs> desk like, by 11 45 down like no question <laughs> He's just ready. He's like, I can make that happen. I also died. I know, Kirsten, you said you're not so much of a pun guy, but I died. And he's like, says the thing about like, I think it would behoove us to try to get Bojack Horseman back in our stable. He's like, I'm sorry, stable and behoove are poor word choices. I try not to engage in punnery during business hours. And I just behoove. No, I liked... I liked that a lot. I yes. like how he calls it punnery. Yes. And then he and then he goes to make another one. And he's yeah, like, he's no, like, I, I just can't. don't think it's wise to look a gift opportunity <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, okay, I'm not like blanket anti pun across the board, mm-hmm. but I think that some people make puns their whole personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not an enjoyable experience for me. Like when every like two minutes your friend is like saying something dumb and then looking at you like, mm, I said it. And then you're just like, I didn't, I did not care for that. Mm-hmm. Like that's not fun. Judah's puns there. They, that was hilarious. Yeah. Especially because he's ashamed about it. Like I think that if you're <laughs> yes. saying puns, but you have a heavy like air of shame about you, it's mm-hmm. better. That's why yes. my puns work so well. Air of shame. Because you... You should be. Ashamed. I just always exude a small amount of shame about everything I'm doing. <laughs> just sprinkle a little bit of shame onto everything. That's that it's like with the weighted blanket thing. I was telling mm. Lindsay I want a heavier weighted blanket, but they're only supposed to be like ten percent of your body weight, and so I sh- theoretically cannot get a heavier weighted blanket than what I have for like health reasons. Mm-hmm. But I want a thirty pound weighted blanket, mm-hmm. and Lindsay was like, obviously you have the anxiety of a much larger man. <laughs> Your anxiety level does not match your size. I felt that. You're off the charts. Uh, Do you think I'd die if I got a 30-pound weighted blanket? I don't think you'd die. I think be careful. Like, would it crush my organs? Maybe maybe don't put it above your waist so it doesn't crush your heart. (laughs) It could crush my heart? I don't know. You're the one that's saying it's going to crush you. (laughs) Well, uh, why else would I not be able to... like? Steffi only weighs seven pounds and she gets under my weighted blanket all the time. Maybe it's a, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's like a breath thing where like you can't mm. expand, you know, like your lungs is, I don't know. I'm not a. My lungs will be fine. I'm getting a 30 pound weight. Lindsay, okay. you're, you're of science. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am of science. Let me tell you what Healthline has to say. <laughs> Imagine if I call 811 just to be like, can I get a weighted blanket? Quick quest. Can I get a 30 pound weighted blanket? <laughs> And I feel like they'd be like, why are you wasting my time? Uh, there are actually like sick people who need to like book COVID tests. Oh, is this my first tangent? No, we've done tangents before this. We've done so many. <laughs> <laughs> I was like self-aware of it for a moment. <laughs> if you're finding it difficult so to excited. roll over under the blanket and feel like you're trapped, lighter is better. Going lighter may not have the same benefits. It doesn't say anything about going heavier. Yeah, because no one heavy. else would think of this. 
I tested one that was too heavy. Let's see. They just said that they're not finding it comfortable. I feel like it would be comfortable. This person says, while it wasn't painful, it increased the discomfort in my spine quite a bit. Yikes. <laughs> NBD. <laughs> Sounds like she it was a BD. <laughs> she said she has yeah. some some back problems to begin with and so that just made it oh, this, feel worse. This is not helping. So it like hurt her, her scoliosis or like pretty much yeah <laughs> and basically we all know my sciatica troubles me <laughs> relatable okay, hold on. true true oh god all right uh it's too heavy pro tip don't be a tough guy <laughs> don't pick a blanket that's too heavy and suffocating you'll feel trapped feel see like I want to feel trapped like that's what I want the heaviest blanket you can get while still enjoying the benefits is thirty five pounds. The average adult can lie under a blanket weighing up to 35 pounds without having their blood circulation, heart rate, or pulse affected. For how long? <laughs> and, I don't know. Can I have it on all You're asking all the all wrong night? questions. <laughs> it says with any heavier, it may not be safe to use, especially if you have any lung disorders, mobility issues, or claustrophobia. Oh my god. See, I have like... Anti-claustrophobia. Opposite claustrophobic. Like, I'm not agoraphobic. Like, I can leave my house, but I like to be cozy. If you get a heavier one, it'll be uncomfortable. It's unnecessary and dangerous. When you get to a certain point, you begin restricting your body's blood circulation. And where is the line? <laughs> if you're unsure, walk- go lighter than, your, than 10%. I want to walk right up to that line of right before the blanket is about to literally murder me. And that's what I want. Oh, God. Speaking of true crime. Dude, this is like, like murdered by a blanket of my own. Oh, blanket by my own petard. Oh, my God. Kirsten, this one says you can have a 20-pound one. If your individual weight is between 100 and 170 pounds or a 25 pound, if you're between 170 and 225, between 100 and 170 is like a pretty big range for the 20 pounder. And you're only working with a 15 pound one. This one says a queen size weighted blanket feels lighter as it's distributed over a larger space. So I think you can get a bigger one. Okay. I'm getting a 35 pound (laughs) weighted blanket. It's been decided after all this time. Decided. Okay, perfect. Because it is. It's a queen size blanket because I sleep with it every night. I sleep Mm -hmm. with my weighted blanket and my duvet every night. I think you can go to at least 20, if not 25. I'm getting a 35. (laughs) That may be pushing it. And so cozy. So cozy. It's... like I, because I like toss and turn too. So I feel like if I had something to stop me, yeah, it sounds from like you're not going to so be able much, to. <laughs> it would be nice. I don't like the feet. Like I like blankets. I, whatever. I guess I'm still human, but like I don't like the like I if it's like I can't have the thing tucked in. Like I have to like take it out because it feels like too much pressure even just on my feet. Like it's mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would. I've never tried actually a weighted blanket. I don't think I would do well. Can't relate. How the hell did yeah, we get on this? <laughs> this was a good one. <laughs> oh, we're on one now. We are on one, but I don't know what the path was to get us here, but basically Princess Caroline does not want Bojack back and is like, I'm going to just con- like keep the clients we do have. So she calls Mr. Peanut Butter, who says, Mo for Gister Peanut Butter. <laughs> yes, killed it's me. So good. It's already spread. I love it. It's so mu- It makes so much sense that Mr. Peanut Butter would like emulate something dumb that Bojack did because he thinks that it's cool. <laughs> like it's the best. It's like Bojack does it once, says, ugh, I don't want people to think I'm trying too hard. I won't do that again. And then Mr. Peanut Butter's like, you know what was so funny? That. <laughs> Full steam ahead. 
So yes, it works well. I mean, it doesn't work, but like in the context of the episode, it works well. Mm -hmm. And he would love to get back in front of the camera, but he currently has to help his former political rival defeat his two ex-wives, one of whom is in the pocket of extremely wealthy lobbyists and the other killed popular actor Zach Braff and ate (laughs) his flesh. Yes, and they need all hands on deck because Woodchuck lost both his hands underground and they replaced his hands with creepy lobster claws. Typical politics. They are creepy lobster claws. Why? I I know we've talked about this, but why does he switch from gorilla feet, which are at least practical, to lobster claws? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were like, it has to be the same, like type of extremity i don't know how do you answer the phone true i do like mr peanut butter is talking about how jessica beale killed zach braff so like you'd think that that would be like it like that's all they would need to like ruin her campaign you'd think you'd yeah. think this would be something that would matter to the electorate but it's like not. she's a literal murderer it happened a week ago mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he says charred flesh at the end of that sentence i was like oh mm-hmm. god <laughs> Yeah. As usual, he's so earnest about it. He's like, ah, oh, sad. <laughs> I fear the breath flesh will not last until morning. And it didn't. <laughs> Thankfully, the water came in to be their new god. We also see Princess Carolyn at the jewelers. She wants 24 karat gold for this new clasp because this necklace has been passed generation to generation. And the jewelry store clerk is voiced by Sashir Zameda. Nicole Byer's best friend, who I know from their podcast, Best Friends. Yeah, from SNL. (laughs) Which you also introduced me to. I love that podcast so much. She's also in Tuca and Birdie. Oh. Yes, she has. Which you also love. Which I also love, but I haven't watched any of the new Tuca and Birdie because I'm waiting for when I make you watch (laughs) it. Yeah, I haven't haven't watched the second season. I honestly forget that it's there, which is sad. That is really sad because it's a good show. Yeah, no, I loved loved the first season. I'm so happy when it got Um, this Thank you, Cartoon Network. (laughs) So, Sashira was on Saturday Night Live for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, probably, like, most notable. Lots of, like, shorts on on the internet type thing. Obviously, this episode of BoJack Horseman. (laughs) Then lots of, like, one-off episodes... Her Wikipedia um, says, it says she's an American actress and comedian, which I don't feel like a lot of She is a comedian. And then like elsewhere it says comedian, but I think it's funny. Like I don't know that I've seen that many that include comedian. I follow right now this Instagram account that's called The Man Who Has It All, and it's all just like things that people say about women, but just turned around to be in like the frame of like men. So it'll be like, I know that technically I am a man, but obviously they would call me a post woman. It's the only thing that makes sense. It covers all the base, like stuff like that. And it's really funny where it's like, what we're supposed to treat men seriously when they just walk around with their man legs all the time, (laughs) like stuff like that. That's what that makes me think of. Also in 2021, like 2022, Sashir was in Home Economics, the TV series, for 13 episodes. She's on a TV series called Woke. So, like, she's out here working. But I know her from being Nicole Byer's best friend. Yes. Just as important. I mean, maybe more more important than anything to me is Nicole (laughs) Byer. But yes, so just thought that was important to bring up as well. We all, we run into Charlie Witherspoon, who was looking to buy some nice jewelry for a sexy catfish he met online. Oh yes, that killed me. Me it too. Like, so good. It's just like, is it a catfish or is it a catfish? Like, it doesn't could be matter both. exactly. It could be both. It could be uh-huh. neither. Oh, God. How are you to trust anyone in this world? Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, yeah, it could be a, like a literal cat. Why do they call it catfishing? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'd question. have to ask Dev or whatever his name is. Let's <laughs> call him TV. The catfish guy. But, like, why did they choose a catfish? Like, is that how catfish, like, eat prey? Maybe the name came about because, like, it's two different things put together. I don't know. I wonder what the actual hmm. origin of it is, though. This is fishers would ship catfish with codfish because it keeps the codfish alert active. Oh. Like, for more. <laughs> They're going to say they, they, trick them, like, they trick them into thinking something that isn't real. Yeah, I googled catfish etymology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's about them you keeping cod alive by storing them with catfish. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would also then sell the catfish flesh as the cod? And also an anagram of catfish is fact-ish, <laughs> which I don't I didn't think is a word, but yeah. it is allegedly a word. Apparently it is go. now. Similar to facts, but not necessarily factual. <laughs> That's like this podcast. <laughs> This is primarily an educational podcast. I thought we established that. Above, above all. Above all. <laughs> above all, we are educational. But, okay, so Charlie brings up the offer that he had made right before Princess Carolyn's agency went out of business, which was to purchase the agency and merge them together. Yeah, he's like, this I talked to some him. guy. I think his name was Judo. And they're like, she's like, oh, was that Judo? He's like, no, no, this guy's name was Judo. Judo? I Judo? think. That is a good Charlie with her head. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I was like, what a piece of shit. Like, I was so mad and at it. This means it's a good Charlie Witherspoon, but it also means that it's a very good RB dub. <laughs> That's true. Oh That's true. That's Just true. like he's I here. forgot. I always forgot. Um, we, we, do, we do share a similar head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but you know what? This worked out for everyone. Charlie bought the Utah Jazz. <laughs> they're terrible agents, but they're getting better. Yes. And he says, I, we were going to merge Vim with Vigor. We would have called it Vimgor. Vimgor? 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 And of course, Christian, your favorite. Like He's just, as this is all happening, he's like, everything is falling apart around him. He's like a walking He's knocking out everything over like he has made such a mess oh sorry was that valuable they're like very like so bad but you know what thankfully he's rich so like he he can pay for it he'll be fine fine. and so princess carolyn goes back to judah and like doesn't confront him confront him but brings up seeing charlie weatherspoon to like test the waters Mm. and is like what how do you feel about that and i love judah's response that very short story makes me feel nothing but i don't blame you as a storyteller yeah, i often have trouble engaging with narratives <laughs> so good. i love him so much judah, perfect judah's a king oh actually speaking of judah real quick we get on so like ruthie has that bulletin board behind her and we get i don't know that we had learned his name before or la- his last yeah, name right. which is mano dog or, uh-huh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mana dog. Like it's that. like another human that has an animal in his name. Do you think that Judas has a dog for a parent? <gasps> Ooh, maybe he's the one. Oh, Man of dog. <laughs> Ooh. Maybe. That's like how Mackinnis means son of Innes. <laughs> ah. And Wilson means son of Will. <laughs> ah, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, you you can't relate in your face. Right. <laughs> 
I also like at this point, Ruthie says that Princess Carolyn's instincts told her that the frog wasn't smart enough to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> possible this could have involved an enigmatic stranger named Judo. <laughs> Judo, it's so good. <laughs> No, that guy's name was Judo. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the nerve of him to just, like, mm-hmm. double down and be like, no, it was clearly Judo, even though you know this person judo. and I don't know this person. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, he's like, let me tell you you're wrong. Because <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. My, my favorite ever, though, still is when he picked up the phone. He's like, telephone! <laughs> like, he's just your love for him is very delightful. Uh, <laughs> he's so funny. I agree. Very good. But yeah, so Princess Carolyn doesn't delve any deeper. But we see Bojack back at the courthouse, and he is annoyed that he has waited for 15 minutes and has not moved at all. Mm-hmm. There was also a good line just before we move on to this, but there was a good Judah line where he's like, is it possible you've forgotten your doctor's appointment? And he's like, oh, sorry, it was my fault. I rescheduled it in an attempt to make your life easier. So good. Right? So, so good. Yes. Anyway. Yes, so Bojack had to wait a long time. Not into it. (laughs) Yes, so he butts ahead of everyone because he's a famous. Mm -hmm. But the lady at the counter does not know him at all. (laughs) But she does know Diane. Uh, (laughs) Like, I recognize you from your avatar on Girl Crush. I loved your article, 20 Reasons to Use the Diva Cup. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't think 20 was too many? And she, she said, no, number 14 blew my mind. Now, I Googled 20 reasons to, like, use a diva cup. And I did find an article, 20 reasons to use a menstrual cup. So Whoa. there are 20 reasons. What's number 14? Um, and that is, number 14 that is a BuzzFeed time is, thing. Well, this is from menstrualcup.co. <laughs> and it's not specifically about diva cups. It's about just the concept of menstrual cups, of which there are actually many brands. Right. This one says, number 14 is safe and hygienic material. Made in 100% medical-grade silicone. They do not leak any chemicals into your body or absorb anything, making it neutral and hypoallergenic to the delicate vaginal flora to keep on doing its thing without being disrupted. But yeah, Mind so <laughs> number 14 blow, blew my mind. Don't sleep on number 14. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, number 14 blows your mind. Speaking of gynecology, we then flash <laughs> to... Look at our girl. Great <laughs> set. <laughs> got to applaud on the fly. I'm sorry to bring attention to it. <laughs> so good. Princess Carolyn is at the albino gyno rhino, and he is so mean. He has a terrible bedside manner, this man. He's not good. It, I, I was so pissed. I really... I wrote this whole thing just for myself even to tip it out. I was like, no. this makes me so mad. I know that like we're all human and we're all trying our best and not everybody is the same, but God damn it. You're a doctor. Like have some sympathy for this person, for this terrible news that you're about to give them. Like I, mm-hmm. I obviously cannot relate to this particular instance, but I have been in that situation where you're just like, can you please treat me like a human for a second? Like I have said mm-hmm. to a doctor, like, can you please just for a second treat me? Like I, like I'm your family member or I'm your friend. Like, please a little bit because this is like Mm. too much the thing too like especially with this specific gyno he's been her gyno for a while he knows how much she wanted to get pregnant she knows how exciting this pregnancy is like this is something that she's been really trying to have and obviously as her gyno he would know her full medical history so he Mm -hmm. would know that this is like happened many times but he's just he says you know sometimes you fly an airplane sometimes you lose a baby today you didn't fly an airplane so bad what the hell (laughs) Uh, he also suggests that maybe she ran afoul of a trickster god or wood nymph (laughs) 
exacting revenge. <laughs> yeah, he he says a, a lot of things. He says, you know what? Well, she's like, well, why did this happen? And he says, I don't know. Miscarriages happen all the time. Maybe you wanted the baby too much. Maybe you didn't deserve it because you were unkind uh, once. Rage, uh, rage. I was so And then mad. he goes, maybe you ran afoul of a trick to butter wouldn't seeking revenge. <laughs> I did want to flag, like, obviously this is horrible, but lightening the mood slightly is that there is a poster behind Princess Carolyn. It's one of those, like, anatomical diagrams. <laughs> yes. And it's labeled inimitable side butt. <laughs> I caught that on like the second viewing. I was like, yes. Yeah, it's so good. The creators of the show want you to stop pausing the show. I didn't have to. It's yeah. like in there, she's getting this horrible news. I just, you know what? I can't read and that's my own fault. That's fine. So yeah, not a good day for Princess Carolyn. She was so excited to have a baby and now has sadly miscarried. Ralph wasn't even able to make the appointment where she found out, which is like, also very sad but it's rough she gets you know what princess carolyn she gets knocked down she gets back up again so she goes to get her necklace back and finds out that it is only gold plated and it is costume jewelry from jc penny circa 1963 Mm -hmm. yeah like it is pretty and i'm only saying it's pretty to make you feel (laughs) oh god another person being cruel for no reason (laughs) it killed me when she's like you still want a 24 karat gold clasp on this garbage necklace i mean it is kind of a garbage necklace i just i feel like in that situation as the jeweler you should be like listen obviously someone lied to you and this is costume jewelry but what if we could make you something that's real Mm -hmm. that looks like this so that you can then pass it on to your like whatever that's a good pivot and like i feel like that's good customer service and she'd probably make money yeah get that commission Mm. get that commission baby wait so what you're saying is bedside manner equals more money (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's the way to get people (laughs) yes i mean as long as you're not pandering right like i feel like i think we've probably all had experiences with like salespeople where either they treat us like a real person and it's really positive or they're like too obviously trying to like be your buddy and you're like this is fake get away from me forever Mm -hmm. yes yeah, I did I did commission sales for four years at a department store. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. But you learn a lot about people because people are crappy, as y'all know. <laughs> this the necklace thing is what really breaks her. She is crying in her car and it made me really sad. Mm-hmm. And it, it's Very an extended sad. cry. Like it's one of those like on like on so many shows and so you kind of like cut away from it or it gets interrupted, but it goes on for like a good, almost 10 seconds of just her like pure crying. Like it's Mm -hmm. unfortunately like relatable when you just like, even like you might be self-aware of yourself, like, Oh God, I'm crying so much, but you just can't stop at that point. Like you've already let it out. Yeah. We've never seen her cry before. I don't think, have we? I don't think Um, so. Yeah. I do not think, I do not believe so. No. And, and if we have, it was never anything like this. like this. Yeah. No, no. Like, oh, wait, no. Did did she cry when she went to the bathroom to, like, wash her face when Bojack was trying to fire her? She might have. She may have. Was but nervous. it wasn't like this. She was ner- Yeah, it was, like, nervous. She was, like, muttering herself, think, think, think. Yeah, because the fish in there And then also like... the person in the in the stall. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, are you talking to me? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Are you also a pink cat? <laughs> Are you also a pink cat? And, and the, thing, the thing that makes it even more 
like sad and like tragic is at the end of the doctor when the doctor's like oh we do you need to call anyone you know to like take you home and she's like i don't need anyone it's like oh mm-hmm. it hurts you like in your heart because it's like yeah. she's trying to be strong and she's so used to being this and for me that's intensely relatable i'm sure it is to a lot of people but it's like you can't you can't do it mm-hmm. on your own I saw a TikTok recently where the person was like, being hyper-independent is also a trauma response. And I was like, (laughs) please leave me alone. First of all, I'm like, why are you yelling? (laughs) And second of all, it really felt like it rang true in this situation with Princess Caroline. How dare you look into my soul. But TikTok... TikTok is also will call everything a trauma response. Like I think I saw one where it was like, if nothing all that bad has ever happened to you, that can be a trauma too. I'm like, well, I think like there's an argument to be made that everyone has trauma, even if it's not necessarily like the same severity. Like little t trauma, yeah. Yeah, like everyone has like been through shit and they're affected by it, and it doesn't mean that it's wrong if you have like trauma if quote-unquote nothing that bad happened to you but like i don't think it's fair to be like oh yeah well if nothing happens to you that's also but like okay well it's like now you've you've gone too far (laughs) like now we've strayed really far um from god's path from god's path (laughs) (laughs) why i don't know why i started saying that in the first place but it's a thing Ralph does call Princess Carolyn while she's in the car Mm -hmm. and uh i didn't really write down anything except for when he goes everything is so easy with you princess carolyn that's why i love you yeah i wrote not that's why i love you no that's... don't ever say that's why i love you yeah, about anything about anything how dare like, he. oh my god about, just like, say i love you just say i love you end of sentence yeah oh my god it's a complete thought like to have her hear this on a day when she's having like the worst day of her life and he's like oh you're just so easy and it's like oh my god and have some awareness to be like you keep everything to yourself or you you know you some version of like i hope you're not keeping something i don't know like he should know and i guess that's the point right between this episode and last episode with his parents like there's obviously Mm -hmm. a level of like he just doesn't get her fundamentally or certain parts of her personality and her being yeah it's it's rough to like see her not even be able to finish this moment like she can't even cry in peace because she's pretending to be strong for him yeah, she just, like, can't share that with her partner. Like, very rough. Yeah. 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 And again, as we said before, I love you. Complete End thought. Of thought. <laughs> you don't need to add a qualifier. You don't need to. And in fact, like, you could, say, you could say, oh, I love that about you. Mm-hmm. But yeah. don't be like, that's why. My love for I you love is you. contingent on that thing about you. Yeah. Because even if that's not what you mean, it's how it comes across. Mm-hmm. And you'll make people sad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or at best, paranoid or something, you know, like yeah. spiral or whatever. Not good. Yeah, not good. So Princess Caroline goes to work late at Vim. She's drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. And this is where the confrontation finally happens about the Vimgore. Debacle. Vimgore. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. It's been a year. Like any good, like I think that's what makes it. I mean, I mentioned Mad Men and at times like this show will remind me of that. Like you take something that happened last season and seemingly unimportant and then you just bring it back in this like really effective way it's so cool like i had forgotten about that because again aliens (laughs) uh but yeah so princess carolyn says you don't always know what's best for me judah and says you went over my head and you turned like charlie like charlie um why do i always want to call him a gecko he's witherspoon he's a frog you like you turned him down and 
and then he's she's like you're like you don't want to work at a big firm like you're weirds you'd rather stay here like instantly making it all about like him making choices for himself that affect her but judah's point of view is that he was trying to protect her and if she had knew about the offer she would feel pressure to say yes but he wanted her to have time to make her own decision of where she wanted to go mm-hmm. Yeah, she fires him and and he says, thank you for my time here. It's been very pleasurable, but not this part. This part is sad. And then still reminds her of her reservations on his way out. Like the last thing he does, you have reservations today. It's so heartbreaking because he, like I can understand his logic, but like in the power dynamic, it is clearly inappropriate and like a, a, a betrayal of trust. Mm-hmm. But he really was doing it, I guess, quote unquote, for the right reasons. I mean, we can argue it, but I, to me, it, it is like this really sad, tragic thing. And because she's drunk and because she's like starting to say all the hurtful things, that's when like it's mm-hmm. when she's like, you're weird. You don't want to work at the big agency. It's like, yeah. no, please stop talking. Well, and it's the thing, too. And I think it kind of has a bit of a resemblance to when Diane writes Bojack's book, not how Bojack wanted the book to be written. And there's the argument to be made that it wouldn't have been a good book if it was what Bojack wanted. But he was paying her to do a job and she did not do the job that he paid her to do kind of thing. Where And so in this situation, it's like, it's not actually Judah's job to try and protect Princess Carolyn and help her make the right decisions. It's up to him to present the option to her and for her to make a decision and for him to carry it out because he is at work and he is her assistant. And, like, we love Judah. This is a pro-Judah podcast. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. But, like, you can't just make de- – like, if I was at work and something got submitted and I just made a decision on it and – then it came back that it was a wrong decision. My boss is like, what What the hell is this? I've never yeah. even seen it. That would be a big problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, obviously, Princess Carolyn, in saying this kind of mean stuff, in confronting him about it, like, he just happens to be there when she's had, like, a really horrible day, and, like, she still would have been mad about this, but she might not have gone as personal. I think he still would have been fired. I like, I so. still think if I can't trust you, I can't work with you is, like, a very... Yeah, that feels very true to her. ...logical thing for her to say. Like, I think that's also a big part of why she doesn't want to take Bojack back because he has broken her trust many times before, and then, as she sees it, when she messed up one time, he fired her. So I think that's a big part of that as well. Agreed. Yeah, and she wants... And we cut back to, like, Ruthie, this story has gotten really dark. (laughs) (laughs) And it has. Teach bot is all of us. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's like the one thing that keeps this episode from like this episode would just be straight up depression fest if we didn't have the BoJack storyline or the the Teach bot being Mm -hmm. like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, we go to check in with Diana Bojack, and she's, like, there's, like, a flashing thing on her that's, like, unauthorized bee story. Bee story. <laughs> yeah, it's so great that they, like, have the terminology of, like, the show. Yeah. It's another uh, great meta thing. Yeah, because, like, if you were giving a real presentation at school, you should be like, what are you talking about? You're straying off topic here. This is not it. Like, the beans have gone through the window now. We're up to, like, ten beans. But it's funny that they're able to, like, acknowledge it and still, like, allow it to happen. Listen, Ruthie is such a good public speaker. She should be allowed to talk about whatever she wants. Yeah. Like earlier when she like rolled her eyes at Teach Bot, I was like, whatever. She was a sexual being. Yeah, she's not a, a robot. fluid sexual being. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that was when she was talking about her, her other lover. Oh, yes. 
Rival That's what she, they call her her rival slash former lover, yeah. Rabinowitz. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Absolutely disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah. So it gets dark. Is that, the, is that the moment in the classroom where the other kid is like, but we still don't know, like, what a manager is. I think so. Like, do they just say celebrity names? <laughs> yeah. And that's when they, like, sedate him. Yeah. It's... When he's, like, not okay. Like, he's not sedate. He's, like, twitching. Yeah, yeah he does one twitch. I just love that. That's such, like, a funny, like, industry thing of, like, but wait, what's the difference between them? And everybody else is like, oh. And the kid's like, wait. And in my mind yeah. he's like the descendant of Lenny Turtletop and it's just funny that like he is so clearly not in the show biz business and like his ancestor is was like literally lived and breathed it uh, I love that well, it's, that's a good call that's a nice like headcanon we also I think it's funny because the way she describes a manager is she's like well managers and agents like both like try to find opportunities for our clients but only managers only deliver managers and I'm like well, only managers I don't can produce yeah <laughs> Like, I don't think that's actually the distinction. And I think even if it is, it's just like, so, but what what does that mean? Like, it's like when you're yeah. using the word in the definition, you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's, I think it's very funny that they're just, what's the difference? I don't know. Take your hush bill, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah. There's been many times when Lindsay's wished I could take a hush bill. Nonsense. Nonsense. So Bojack is upset that he has not been offered even a Fiji water, Mm -hmm. and he has not received the birth certificate. He's parched from all the yelling he's been doing. Yeah, so he goes to make a complaint, and basically the woman at the counter is like, you can make complaints on the eighth floor, but first you have to go to the third floor and stand in line to get a form to make a complaint. And he's like, okay, fine, you win. (laughs) This time. Um, Which is, yeah, always good. Also, just for the record, Kristen Chenoweth also did teach bot. Oh, good. So that means you should have a great Vanessa Gecko voice, Lindsay. Oh, true. (laughs) Because I can do the teach bot. Because you can do the teach (laughs) bot. Bye. So she goes goes for dinner with Ralph, whose suggestion is National Paperweight Day, which does not make a lot of sense. Yeah, Princess Carolyn's like, wait, do you give the card to the paperweight? Yeah, it's not... It's it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Ralph orders himself a red wine, and Sandra's like, ah, just like Kerry Washington, like made popular in Scandal. Which, uh, hey. <laughs> yeah, he says that far too many times it's, for Princess Carolyn's. The first time I watched state. it, I'm like, what's the problem? Yeah, oh, it's. No. Uh, I feel so bad. It's, it's not good. Ralph asks if the doctor said what the species is, and Princess Carolyn says, oh, the doctor didn't have much info. You know how doctors are. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Carrie Underwood, Miss Carrie Mulligan, and Miss Carrie First Name Mariah all show up to get dinner together. This is a cheap joke, and Very I cheap. don't care for it. Yeah, yeah it, was, it wasn't until... That's when it finally hit me. I was like, uh, Miss yeah, Carrie. Yeah, too many times. Yikes, yikes. <laughs> Carrie, yeah. Miss Mar- First Name Mariah. I didn't so, even catch like, that one. <laughs> come on. That was when I knew I had to write it down. Mm-hmm. She goes back to her old apartment and finds all of the clown dentists inside, which is one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Princess Carolyn's nice. like, whose kid is that? Because there's just this like unconscious child. Being they don't know. Operated on. Like, <laughs> like, I think they kidnapped a kid. Seems that way. Oh, this super doesn't look legal, which it absolutely does not. Where's my mom? Certainly not. Yeah. Give him the laughing gas. Give him the giggle yeah. gas. <laughs> yeah. Todd's like, Princess Carolyn, if you didn't want me to use your apartment for my new clown dentist business venture, you should have specified that when I moved in. <laughs> like, Fair enough. She's like, I just want to get a quick nightcap and go to bed. And then it's seven quick nightcaps later. She is very drunk. 
Mm-hmm. She says something about her baby having been the size of a kidney bean, which mm-hmm. is very sad. Um, oh and God, Ralph beans, shows... Yeah, yeah be- oh, the bean system is the, the way. Bean system is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph shows up because Judah told him where to find her. Ralph did not know that she still had this place, asks oh my god, are you drinking? And she's like, it's fine because the baby's gone. They get into a big fight because Ralph's like, so you were lying? And she's like, what? So the issue is that I lied? Like, was that's why you're mad? Like whatever yeah. and it's like she's and it's another it's a it's another conversation now she's like even more intoxicated and she's saying like all the bad th- not the bad things but like all the mean things the ones that are like supposed to hurt yeah and it's really bad because she's hurting because she is hurt people hurt, hurt people, people. Yeah. Hurt people. Yeah. antonio yeah. mazaras always says love antonio mazaras <laughs> when's antonio coming on this podcast Oh my God. Can we get Antonio Mazzaro on this podcast? <laughs> mm, I'll see what I can do. I'll okay. see. I, I, no promises, but I'll see what I can do. He's a fan of the show, yeah. So Princess Carolyn mentions that, like, my mother had 12 babies. I was made for this. Ralph keeps bringing up, like, maybe we should try something else. Like, mm-hmm. I want to have a baby with you. Let's try something else. Which, like, I get that he's trying to be understanding, but I also feel like in this moment, the pain is really raw. Yeah. And now is not the time for problem solving. It's the time to just, like, be upset together it's like let this breathe before moving on to something right give her a freaking hug man like exactly i can i can excuse i mean i i think you can make the argument okay maybe we can excuse the that's why i love you it's a red flag but whatever but this this moment you cannot excuse this of like she's clearly like she just told you she lost the baby stop making it about you like in the most fundamental way i love that she says this is my bad day like yes yes man i don't think we've ever talked about esther perel on this podcast but i am obsessed with esther perel i don't know if either of you are familiar with her work i'm not and now it seems like she is a relationship therapist and she does like lots of ted talks and has books and has a podcast and she has a podcast called where should we begin and she basically has like a one-time couple counseling session where it's all been like anonymized and stuff Mm -hmm. and in one of them the wife says something like extremely vulnerable and the husband starts getting like very defensive and starts responding and she cuts him off and goes shut the fuck up hug your wife and I loved her (laughs) from that moment forward and he was just like oh yeah and like clearly realized like I should hug my wife before I get into this bullshit (laughs) that's what Ralph needs to hear in this moment too a hundred (laughs) percent words to freaking live by literally he he then goes on being like oh you've had two miscarriages like well and she's like five i've had five miscarriages so this is where we find out that this has happened a lot for princess carolyn and like miscarriages do happen all like as the the one true thing that albino gyno rhino said is that miscarriages do happen a lot of the time and truly a lot of the times for no real reason like it's not like anybody knows like why they happen so frequently and so it's just really really sad that this is something that princess caroline has like wants so badly and it's just not working for her Mm -hmm. yeah she says basically like it's so easy for you to love me when everything's good but like this is probably going to happen again and like i want it bad enough to keep trying but do you want it that bad which again is a fair thing to say but i don't think now is the time to have the discussion but she has had seven drinks and hasn't been drinking for months and months so Mm -hmm. like i do understand that again not the moment for him to be like 
I want to try other things. That's a fair thing for them to talk about as a couple. Do we want to try other means? But not now. Not tonight. Guy, read the room, please. Like, you didn't even hug her the first awful second awful thing you said. Like, with this news, really? I had five miscarriages. Your response is, why didn't you ever tell me this? What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm telling you now. (laughs) Yeah. How about. Fuck this mouse. We don't yeah. like him. We don't like him. <laughs> yes, and the he sucks. words of Chappelle. And the words of Chappelle, like, fuck that mouse. We don't like him. Okay? Yeah. We hate him. The mouse, not Chappelle. We love <laughs> Chappelle. Just to be well, very that's, clear. That's a good turn. I I was like, wait a second, this could be mis misconstrued. I would like to just be very clear. Yeah, we hate this mouse. So Ralph leaves after this fight and Princess Carolyn is alone in her old apartment. She gets a call from Bojack. Bojack wants to decline all the offers and then goes, wait a second. I didn't do this right. How was your day? She starts to tell him about her day and he says, ugh, I've had the worst day. What's the point of being famous if you still have to wait in line? He went for his morning pinkberry, but they were out of all his favorite toppings. So he had to go to Menchie's like a peasant. Like a peasant. I feel like people loved Menchie's here. Like, it was like, oh, my God, can we go to mm-hmm. Menchie's? Mm-hmm. Very big deal in Ottawa as well. But, like, I don't think Menchie's is that good. So no. I'm kind of with Bojack on on that one. <laughs> the best Froyo place, you you might be able to get, I don't know if, it, it was a BC starter one. It's called Kula. Oh. Like, Q-O-O-L-A. Okay. I'm not it's familiar. pretty, it's pretty good. There used to be more. I don't think there's many left. But it's pretty good. And they used to have this, like, pink lemonade frozen yogurt. It was really good. But, yeah, so she, he's complaining about his day. And Princess Carolyn says, when I have a very bad day, I like to think about my great, great, great granddaughter telling her class about me. And obviously everything turned out okay, or else she wouldn't be able to talk about it. Bojack does the classic Bojack thing, saying, oh, but it's fake. Like, Shut up, Bojack. And she goes, yes, well, it makes me feel better. End, End of episode. episode. <laughs> I love it so much. Like a couple of things. One, the, to me, like I already said this at the beginning of the podcast, but like for me, it's headcanon that it's still real. Like even if you take this last part of it and like she says what she says and says that she imagines it, like it's still theoretically possible for her to imagine it. And then it still happened that way. Statistically impossible, but whatever. And like another Princess Carolyn episode where the mo- there's like this very short list of episodes that end in a song that isn't like the Bojack music. And usually the lyrics have something to do with what has happened. Like the song mm-hmm. is about like, you know, I want 30 kids, blah, blah, blah. Like I looked up the lyrics cause I'm like really into this kind of stuff. And it's just so sad. Like there was that episode in season one where like she turns 40 in her office and she's like looking out the right. window and there's like another song that like plays off. And I think it's like this really beautiful, it's tragic and it's sad, but it's such a wonderful fleshed out story for Princess Carolyn that I always love. It's so well done. Um, I love her so much. And again, I will not be perceiving that this did not happen. It happened for it me. Happened. It happened for me too. <laughs> great episode we have a couple pieces of feedback about it okay one from rose and they say you ever just cry in your car like princess carolyn does watching her cry breaks my heart also where did todd get that kid (laughs) i i would like to know where todd got the kid i have definitely cried in my car but it's normally also accompanied with like shame eating burger king Mm -hmm. Good, good say no more yeah i don't have a car (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't have a car anymore. I don't know how to drive, so I've never like gotten to my car alone. Seems like a good place to cry, though. Yeah, it seems like a great place to cry. I would love to have a car that I could just cry in. I don't even have to drive <laughs> Just a crying car. <laughs> just for crying. You you pay the really expensive parking just to be able to go sit and cry in the car? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Okay. Worth it. 
Stefan says, this episode got me. I just knew that Princess Carolyn was going to have a happy ending. So when I first saw this episode and the rug was pulled out from under me, the show truly made me hate it. But in the, oh my God, I love this show, kind of hate. (laughs) It's just cruel. It's just cruel of them. Yeah, so cruel. We also have a very literary thing here. It's also from Stefan from A Tale of Two Cities. There is a quote that says... Mm. Sadly, the sun rose, it rose upon no sadder sight than the man of good abilities and good emotions, incapable of further directed exercise, incapable of his own health and his own happiness, sensible of the blight on him, and resigning himself to let it eat him away. Oh. Yes. Great pull, Stefan. Hi, Stefan. <laughs> yes. Morgan, re the Zach Braff incident. Eating Zach Braff is definitely cannibalism, but is it more cannibalism than eating chickens since he's 100% human? Or does it depend on the species of the person who's eating him? Yeah, I I thought of I had that as a shower thought last weekend actually, where I was like, they're all already cannibals, so what does it matter? What does it matter? I thought of I thought of you, Kirsten, immediately when when Stilton when Ralph asked Princess Caroline, oh, do they know what species it is? I was like, oh god, that whole thing. <laughs> like, don't bring that. I up. was I was troubled. I was troubled by that. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, wait, are there options that it could be more than, because so like, as far as we know, it could be a mouse, human, or cat. Right. But also, what if it could be like something else because of like recessive genes? Mm. You never know, right? It could be redhead. A mouse with cat ears. That would be truly horrifying. <laughs> For the feast of St. Squeaky or whatever. Yeah, oh, I'd like to go no. back to the moment Not before I knew squeaky. that that existed. That was horrible. <laughs> yeah, come on. Any Twitter stuff? Oh, yes. So Jules sent us uh, a screen recording of uh, someone on Hinge who has a picture of Vincent Adultman as one of their pictures. It says, the secret to getting to know me is business. <laughs> they know the best spot for business. So and they left. they won't shut up about being an adult, which I laughed really hard at that profile. Uh-huh. Summer, I just started watching and listening for the first time and felt compelled to send us a picture of her two corgis. Oh my god. I and died. I said, if you ever put them in a sweater, we would love to know oh about god. it. Immediately, please. <laughs> and she said, anytime Boomtown Bradley and Bonnie McMurray say hello. Oh my god. Oh, amazing. They're so cute. I, I could not get over that picture. I, I freaking love corgis so much. Oh, as everyone does. Yes. I also, I posted a picture of the two of us together when we met. People were mostly excited about it, mostly. but Will from America asked how many hard-boiled eggs we consumed, which was none. Think about the the seagulls that have had a field day with our hard-boiled eggs. Oh my god, like a tray of hard-boiled eggs? Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Oh my god. Yes. And people were shocked that we had never met in person before. But like, we've been internet friends for years, Mm -hmm. baby. Come on. Yeah, that's how it goes. Like People were really um, shocked. Hazel was shocked. 2020 be 2020. That's right. People also really on board with me with the fox from last yes. time. I posted a picture of Neil McBeal, the Navy SEAL, on November 11th because I just thought it was a respectful thing to do. Mm-hmm. It was topical. Didn't get, it didn't get as much traction as I had hoped. I, har- I, har- I, I, t- I tapped the heart, and then I also imagined what he was saying. You give me back my muffin. <laughs> Okay, well, at least you you understood what, what <laughs> yes, was important I here. It. Sam Stanish just tweeted out, I simply adore BoJack Horsepod. So oh we, we love you too. And then Jules specifically requested that we would have tangents in this episode. I think we, we did that. Oh, we did it. I even had that moment where I was like self aware of it. I was like, wow, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's just everybody calm down. It's just a normal Shrey, day. Nobody freak out. <laughs> and then the very last thing was Morgan said. 
I asked my dad, and he said that the potato-onion combo was related to the soil. Wow. So once again, I just know stuff. Look yeah. at me go. God. Kirsten knows things, and we found hey, out. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> That is that is all we have. But Ariel, thank you so much for joining us for this long podcast. Yeah, I Very somehow long. feel responsible for that. But I was, it was such a no, pleasure. No. It was such a pleasure. This is legitimately an honor. Like this is one of the things that means so much to me. Like the show, and like to even be able to talk about it with anyone is a big deal. Let alone you two, who are doing such an amazing oh, job. God. Let alone. Okay. <laughs> so for the for the horse girls, where can they find you? Uh, if they they want to hear more. From well, you. all the other horse girls can find this horse girl on twitter at that other ariel and i also do as you mentioned some podcasts for pusher recaps grace leader and i dubbed co- friend of the pod grace leader yes co- friend of the pod must be said <laughs> i corrected myself co we are co-chief film critics according to josh wiggler and we do uh okay. film coverage we uh, are having Latanya and Chappelle on this week's pod actually to talk about a couple of Netflix movies that'll be fun and then also there's a patron only podcast that Josh Wiggler and Jess Sterling and I do where we just talk about random movies every month like whether it be Jurassic Park or Men in Black or something crazy old like that and other than that (laughs) yeah and just be listening to this podcast as much as possible excellent aww (laughs) so sweet if you want to hear more from Lindsay, you can catch her in the the back catalog of The Simpsons then and now. Maybe I'll set her free to record a Simpsons episode one week. I don't know. I, I take full responsibility for that. Well, only edit one podcast at a time. Which, that's fair. So, yes, go check out The Simpsons then and now. You can hear from me on every platform at Kirsten Said What. When this comes out, I will have just, the Friday before, my episode of the Lonely Boys podcast with friend of the pod, Matt Gagan, will have just dropped. I was on for the season one Thanksgiving episode of the Goss- their Gossip Girl recap. And also coming up, the upcoming Friday will be my appearance on the Hoppy Boys podcast, which is a beer podcast Ooh. where I made them talk about cider because I don't like beer. <laughs> Hoppy says what? Um, yeah. <laughs> Hoppy, Hoppy, what? Now? Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> much better, much better. But that we love a good uh, punch up on stream and the yeah. hoppy boys were like hey do you ever have two people on the po- on your bojack podcast because we'd love to come on so i was like maybe like, we'll, we'll see they come as a set maybe i think they're <laughs> trying to friend jump maddie to be our friends Whoa. and then i guess a, a week ago i was on renap talking about dad jokes and also all social media at kirsten said what but that is it that is all we will be back next week to talk about season four episode 10 loving that cali lifestyle (laughs) until next time bye